Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way, back again with the Arsenal Agenda series and I'm delighted to be joined by Charlie for this one. Charlie, it's, it's been quite a long time since we've caught up, hasn't it? Yeah, I was literally just about to say, it seems like it's been quite a while since we've been on the stream together. It's been me and TC and you and TC, but I think it's been like two weeks or something. It, feel, it feels like that anyway since since we were last on together, but yeah, we've got a, we've got a little bit to get into, but... Um, but yeah, it's, it, I think this week's just got to be a, a rebound from us from, from the North London derby, really, with the disappointed. Well, it, it was disappointing the way that we lost it. Uh, drew it, sorry. Lost the, uh, dropped the two point, dropped the three. It points. does, it, to be fair, it does feel like a defeat. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way that me and TC were talking about it, 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 re, it seemed like we were coming out with a defeat. Um mm. I mean, the silver lining is we're we're still unbeaten. We still got a point out of it. So, yeah, mm. we just got to come into this week, kind of heads still held high, and we can just kind of turn it around. Yeah, we'll speak about um, some positive news. First things first, um, in terms of injuries, um, big big boost. To be fair, reports emerging yesterday that Arsenal could be set. Um, to have a whole host of players returning for the game against Manchester City. Um, now, in a couple of weeks' time, I think we play Bournemouth this weekend and then we play Manchester City the week after. So, Martinelli could be set to return for that game. Leandro Trossard as well. Thomas Partey has an outside chance to be fit for that game. Declan Rice's back injury, which obviously he suffered against um, Spurs on the weekend, is not deemed to be too serious. Um, Arsenal hoping to have him back for the game against Bournemouth on Saturday. I don't think they'll risk him for tomorrow's Carabao Cup clash. But it would be nice to have those players back for that game against Manchester City because, look, Manchester City will be without Rodri for that game. Obviously, he'll be um, suspended after picking up that red card um, on the weekend. Obviously, they'll be out without Kevin De Bruyne for that game. So... There's an opportunity there for Arsenal at home as well to go full throttle at this Manchester City team. But how key would it be to have those four players back for that game? Oh, it would be massive. Um, I think I think it would be more of a kind of loss if we didn't get Declan Rice back for that date. Um, I think we did actually play really well with... with um, in the first half against Tottenham, when we had uh, Jesus on the left and Ketia through the middle, it still works. And I think that's quite good about Arsenal's kind of uh, front line. We're quite versatile along the whole front, really. We've seen Ketia play left wing. We've seen Saka play well everywhere on the pitch almost. And so we're, it, it it would be less of a loss essentially if Martinelli and Trossard weren't back. Albeit it would be fantastic if we did get them there because you know how good they are, both of them. Um, and to be fair, it seemed like, and, and maybe it, we'd benefit from them being back. I'm sure that we would. Um, over the last couple of games, it doesn't really seem like Nketi has kind of been, w- been with it. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. He hasn't really seemed as it's good as what he did. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't really seem like he's been as good as what he had uh, at the start of the season, the first couple of games, first few games. Um, and he, he just he's gone really quiet. So maybe it, it, we need Jesus through the middle again, and and Trossard or or even Nelson if if Trossard mm. and Martinelli aren't back. I think it'd be good to see uh, a little bit of a switch up uh, along the front line, and maybe we'll see that in Brentford or uh, in the Brentford game. Obviously, we'll get into that. But um, 
I think the main kind of thing here is Declan Rice being back. I think we need him back for that game. Um, I know that Jorginho kind of messed it up uh, against Tottenham and gave them their second goal. But albeit that, don't get me wrong, he's a decent player, but the drop-off from Declan Rice to Jorginho is huge. And he has been the difference this season. He's been why our defence has been so kind of, so, so solid. We've been praising our defence this season. And I think part of that is because Declan Rice has, has helped kind of bolster it, has helped us be a bit tighter. TC said that he's almost like a, I think you might have said it actually, he's like a, he's like a magnet to tackles. Mm. He goes into tackles and more often than not, he wins them. And his positioning isn't bad at all. He's He never really seems to be caught out of position. Whereas I saw it with Jorginho against Tottenham, he was caught out of position a lot. He lacks mobility, doesn't it? Exactly. And with the fact that Jorginho was caught out of position, it was almost like it was it was five on four mm-hmm. uh, in favour, whereas it should have been five on five or or, or maybe more the other, uh, or maybe six on five or wh- whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? It seemed like we were on the back foot, whereas normally when Declan Rice is just sitting in front of that, um, sitting in front of the defence, it doesn't seem as like we're so much under pressure as we were against Tottenham. And that has been the difference from last season to this season, why we've continued our, our our brilliant form. Obviously, we are still unbeaten. We weren't amazing against Spurs, but we still are unbeaten. We, we've still got another point on the board. Um, but as I, as I just mentioned, Declan Rice can be that kind of that difference for us and that difference is going to be crucial against Man City when they don't have the likes of Rodri, that when they don't have the likes of De Bruyne. Don't get me wrong, they are still a very, very good squad, but De Bruyne, every single time we play against them, he does something and he was fantastic when we lost 4-1 against them. He scored when we lost 3-1 against them as well. Mm. Uh, that that was obviously at the fault of Tommy Asu, but even so, he was there. He was the player that got the goal. He was the player that contributed to Man City's win. And we know how kind of crucial Rodri is to their side. It's almost like Rodri is almost like Declan Rice. It's mm. um so either either one of them would be huge. Um so I think with the fact that City's midfield won't be as kind of structured, as solid as what it normally is. And if we're able to get Declan Rice in and it is as solid as what it has been, that could be the difference. That could be a huge, huge difference. And especially with Saliba back, because we didn't have Saliba when we lost 4-1 at the Etihad. It could be this could be massive for Arsenal. And if we're able to get three points on Man City, I, I think we're four points behind them now. So that could be the difference. That could be the start of the the, the almost the the beginning of our title race. Um, obviously, we're still catching up. We're still keeping up with them. But the fact that we are then able to beat them and get back on kind of almost level terms would be huge for the rest of Arsenal season. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think you make a good point. I think the big thing for me um, with that game in a couple of weeks' time is that Arsenal have to beat Manchester City. Arsenal have to beat Manchester City. And that has to be the priority because if Arsenal have any ambitions to challenge, let alone win the Premier League title this season, they have to beat Manchester City in one of those games they play against them. And more than likely, it's not going to be at the Etihad, so it has to be at home. So if Arsenal, say, for example, don't pick up a win against Manchester City in, in the two games that they played them, 
this season in the Premier League. Arsenal won't win the Premier League title. Mm. It happened. It happened last season. Mm. You have to beat your nearest rivals in at least one of the games you play against them. And I think it's a massive opportunity. And look, Arsenal have not fully been at it so far this season. But the key thing that you still need to take into consideration is, you, you touched on it earlier, we're still unbeaten. Yep. We're still trying to find the right formula in terms of um, going forward, in terms of playing the right way, creating chances, scoring goals. I still think that there's still a lot we need to improve on in terms of that. I think defensively, in home games, there's still some errors, a lack of concentration at times, which I think we need to iron out because it's not good enough. Because when you play against teams like Fulham, Tottenham, no disrespect to them, but you have to be winning those games at home. And it seems our best form right now is coming away from home. Yeah. And if we can sort out how we're performing at home, we will be there and thereabouts with Manchester City. Look, Manchester City have had a very good start to the season. Yeah, they're treble winners. You have to give them the respect that they deserve. They're, they're the team to be in this uh, campaign. But they've had the favourable run-in so far this season, mm-hmm. the games that they've played. Um, so I don't want to hear people talking about the fact that the season's done. Look, we're in September. We're not even in October. Um, like There's been six weeks of the season played. Yeah. There's going to be so much happening. But I think the key thing that we have to take from this in the next couple of weeks is that Arsenal have to beat Manchester City. Yeah. And they can do it, but it needs to be a perfect performance, similar to the one that we had um, against Manchester City on New Year's Day, I think it was. Yes. We, yes. We, lost that, we lost that game. But we got a red card though, didn't we? We got well. a red card. Gabriel got sent off in that game, but that performance was perfect. Oh. We took the game to Manchester City and I thought to myself, look, this Arsenal team are back. Like yeah. We're going toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in Europe and we're performing at a very high level. And if we can replicate that performance in a couple of weeks' time against this Manchester City team with the likes of Declan Rice, Martinelli, Thomas Partey, Trossard back in the fold, Arsenal will have a good chance. Um, to do something in that game. But look, there's still a couple of weeks left um, until that game. We've got bigger fish to fry for the time being. We'll Carabao Cup um, tomorrow against Brentford and then obviously play against Bournemouth on the weekend. But we'll speak about that uh, Carabao Cup clash briefly. Um, Charlie, Brentford away from home. Um, I spoke to TC yesterday and he said to me, um, basically, he doesn't care if we go out. Mm-hmm. He, he was frank with it. Um Obviously, you, you always want to go into a game hoping that your team's going to win, but you won't be too disappointed if Arsenal do get knocked out. I remember we sat here last season, I think it was me, you, and we got knocked out to Brighton. Uh, yes. And we, we were calm. We were calm. We were like, okay with it. Um, but it's going to be an opportunity for Mikulata to switch it up, give a few players a rest, Bukhara Saka. Um, William Saliba, etc. Hopefully, we can see a Will Smith Rowe start, Reese Nelson. But I think it's going to be an opportunity to give the reserve players, the substitutes, a bit of an opportunity here. Yeah, rotation is key, I think, with this game. And even with rotation, we can still win the game and go into the next round. True. Um, me and TC said it the other day um, we need to see Havertz up front. I personally, I would love to see Havertz up front, see what he can actually do in that position, because it does seem like it, we're still unsure about Havertz. We need to get him that goal to 
to get his comfort confidence up to get to kind of get a boost and get a feel for for scoring a goal or contributing to a goal in Arsenal shoot in an Arsenal shirt. He's currently 007. That's what people are saying. He's that he is 007 at the moment. So he needs to buck his ideas up essentially. And I think Brentford aren't doing well at the moment. They're not in a, a, a amazing form. Hmm. So I think the likes of Havertz. I think Havertz should start up front. I think we need to see Nelson start. I think Kivion needs to come back in the back line. Tomiyasu. Hmm. Uh, we need Ramsdale. Massive Ramsdale. He needs to come back, man. Um, I, I, he made that amazing save against Spurs. Amazing, amazing save. It was almost like it. I, I genuinely thought that was going to be a goal. And fair play to him. Hats off to him. But he was poor that game. There, there were a couple of upsets that he did. I don't, on, I don't disagree. Pardon? I don't disagree. Yeah, there, there were a couple of chances where it, I think they, they had a cross or a shots, and he didn't do the right he's thing. He's at fault. He's at fault for the first goal. Yeah, yeah. He, when he hits just, it back into play. Yeah, and his distribution, I don't think um, it was, was it was it was like at, at the at the level that we need to be seeing. So, look, if Aaron Ramsdale was making that mistake, we're going to be sat here criticizing him. Yeah, it's true. So, we should we shouldn't be um not criticizing David Raya because he's like the new shiny toy mm -hmm. in, in essence. Because in my opinion, he should be doing a lot better with that first goal. Um distribution was not fully out. So it'll be nice to see Aaron Ramsdale come back into the fold um, tomorrow against Brentford. Um but yeah, rotation has to be the key thing tomorrow. No? Yeah, I mean, with, with Ramsdale, I think with Ryan and Ramsdale, when Ramsdale came in, uh, I think it was against Everton, wasn't it? Um, when we won 1-0, yeah. he didn't actually have too much to do. Against PSV, he didn't have too much to do. And I think because he got the clean sheets, it was like, right, North mm -hmm. London Derby, we'll stick him in because he got the two clean sheets. Don't get me wrong, he was very good. He was very commanding. He was, he was calm on the ball. He was very confident. Very confident keeper, and I like that about him. I like the fact that he kind of commands the ball in the back line when when he offers to help out when we're under pressure, where where he kind of like pushes out of his box to receive the ball. It's almost nervy, but I'm not nervy because he seems so confident in what he's doing. I like that. Don't get me wrong, but it's like it's almost it almost seemed like he was completely rushed into it. He hadn't bit. He hadn't really played for Arsenal too much. Ramsdale has had the. The, uh, the experience in a North London derby. He's played there before. He won both of the games last season. So why why, why change his it? his performance was very good at Spurs. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, he was amazing that game. He was probably the reason why we won that game. Mm -hmm. um, but I digress. Uh, Brentford, yeah, we, we need to... I think he needs to come back into the game. And if we're going to completely rotate, um, I think... There will be shots against him, and we will see what he can do. I think that we'll be able to see why he should be competing with Raya. It seems like it's the other way around now. With Ramsdale competing with Raya instead of Raya competing with uh, with Ramsdale, but yeah, complete rotation. I think uh, we need to see key players essentially uh, uh, be substituted, be on the bench, give them a bit of a rest, especially the likes of Bukayo who's been playing every single game. Since I think it was, was it 83 84 consecutive games? Yeah, I think he Paul Merson's record. I think, yeah, he, yeah. And I think he does need a rest. He needs to, <laughs> he needs to put his legs up. Yeah, he, for looked, a little bit. he looked exhausted um, against yeah. Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. Tottenham, it, it towards the end of the game, he 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 didn't, he, he wasn't popping up in the positions and uh creating what, what we know that he can create. He wasn't doing that. 
uh, against Spurs. So I think he needs he needs a day off, uh, especially if we're playing uh, two games in a week uh, mm. for for a month or however long. Um, so yeah, complete rotation. I think that yeah. I think that's really the the main uh, thing about that. Yeah, no, I agree. I think hopefully we will see Mikel Arteta um, chopping and changing for the game against Brentford. Um, it won't be televised on TV, unfortunately. I think Sky Sports have picked Newcastle against Manchester City and I think Manchester United play against Crystal Palace later on um, tonight. So those are the two games which will be televised in the UK um, in terms of the Carabao Cup. But sticking with Brentford, um, a player that we could potentially be signing in January is a Brentford player. Ivan Tony, Charlie, look, we've sat here for a long time, myself and you, and we basically continually said that if Arsenal want to sign a striker, if Arsenal wanted to go to the next level, they should be looking to sign a new striker. We've always been in the mindset that Tony, in my opinion, in your opinion, would be a very, very good signing. And it seems that Arsenal are stepping up their pursuit um, for a potential move in January. It seems that things are happening behind the scenes with, with this deal. And I said it earlier on, um, a few few weeks ago, when he came out with that interview, the podcast that he'd done. Look, when someone asks you um, what team you supported as a kid, yeah, he mentioned Liverpool, but then he could have stopped there. He could yeah. have stopped there and he could have said, okay, yeah, I supported Liverpool as a kid. But he went on to continually say, but yeah, I'm a massive fan of Arsenal. I like the way that they play. I like their fans, etc. There's a reason he's put that in there. And there's been teams that potentially do want Tony in January as well, including Chelsea. But for me, it seems that his heart is set on a move to Arsenal. And if Arsenal want to potentially do well this season, want to go far in the Champions League, want to um, go all the way in the Premier League title race, I think he will be a top, top signing. Like, I know he's going to be 28 in March, but he can play for five, six years because he's he's in, he's got that ability in a way that he doesn't rely on pace. I think yeah. his injury record is very good, to be honest. Um, and he's hungry. That's the key thing for me, Charlie. He's hungry. And he wants to prove that he's capable of, capable of playing for a top, top team. And you can see Tony being a success at Arsenal. I can personally. And it gives Arsenal something different. We have Gabriel Jesus and Eddie Nketiah right now. But you saw them on Sunday. When it comes to putting the ball in the back of the net, they're lacking in that department. And Tony is not a player that is lacking in that department. Nine times out of ten, he will put the ball in the back of the net. Go back to that performance against Manchester City last season at the Etihad. Yeah. Clinical. He was clinical. And what I would say, the closest thing to Harry Kane, in my opinion, is Ivan Tony. Like the closest yeah. thing to Harry Kane is Ivan Tony. When I look at a player that can basically at times drop into midfield, um, play nice passes out to the wide players like Martinelli or Saka, I just think it's it's, it's the right move to make in January. What's your take on it? Yeah. He... I think we've mentioned previously. Um, I I like his physical presence. He adds something different to Arsenal's front line. Gabriel Jesus and Nketiah, Don't get me wrong; they're not the same player, but they have similarities. Ivan Tony is a very different player to both of them. He is 
what you what you'd call essentially a deadly striker. He is a, a striker. He is strong. He is he, he's not massive. He's not tall. He's not massively tall, but he's he's strong. He he's quite tall. He's he can jump. He can his shot on the ball is fantastic. Look what he done to Saliba. Yeah, last season. Hmm. Yeah, I, I've not I've not seen a player dominate William Saliba like I saw Ivan Tony dominate William Saliba. I've yeah. seen Erling Haaland come up against William Saliba last season at the Emirates. I thought William Saliba handled him very, very well. Mm. I know Haaland scored, but I thought William Saliba had a very good performance. But against Brentford last season at home at the Emirates, Ivan Tony bullied William Saliba, mm. like absolutely bullied. And he, he's got that in him. He's a nasty, nasty striker, but you need nastiness in your game. And and a poacher as well. I think we're uh, so like in the North London derby, they, they were mentioning it in the commentary box. There was a, a ball that got played in. It was it was from a corner and Ketty was at the back post and he it, it, it didn't seem like he was he was completely awake. He wasn't really watching the ball properly. I don't really know. His positioning wasn't amazing at the back post. If yeah. Tony's there and he, he's in a different if he's in the same position as Nketiah, his eye would be on the ball the whole way. He'd be straight at it. And he would probably get a head on it or a touch, whatever. He would he would at least touch it. And I also said to TC after the game when Jesus tackled uh, Madison just just oh, inside the box and he he flunked that shot. Um, you'd you'd want Gabriel Jesus on that. You'd and nine almost nine times out of ten he would put that in the back of the net. And clearly that is the one out of ten times that he that he didn't. But you. In contrast to that, you'd want someone that is a deadly striker that that is just that is almost one of his attributes is almost just shooting. If you know what I mean, his attribute is shooting. That is what you need. Someone that puts the ball in the back of the net. Jesus obviously does that, but he offers other things. He, he he's more of a dribbler. He can pass the ball. He's, he's very agile. He's very quick. I love Jesus here. I love him to bits. I think he's one of the yeah. best strikers in Europe in terms of causing chaos, yes, creating chances, etc. But when your striker is at times in the left back position, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. When your striker is at times in the left back position, you're thinking to yourself, look, I love the work that you're doing. I love your work ethic. I love the fact that you're hungry to get the ball back. You're hungry um to create chances, but you're a striker, my friend. Mm. Yeah. You have to be in the penalty box. Yeah, and and balls coming into the area as well. Exactly. We cross the ball a lot, and there's not much kind of going forward in terms of getting on the end of that ball. And uh, TC said it. Havertz, he's six foot four. Mm. Get him in the box instead of him crossing the ball, kind of thing. Crossing, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think in that in that position. Where we're two all, it's very disappointing the way that it's gone at the moment. Just get Havertz into the box. Smith Rowe can play in his position and Nelson on the left or whatever. Yeah. Just get Havertz in the box. And I think if we had Tony, he would be always in the, in the box. box. He'd be yeah. in the right positions. There were point. There was a point. I think it was Havertz's cross as well. There yeah. was a cross that Havertz made. It was actually a very, very good cross. No one was there. And Ketty was in the wrong position. He was a bit too far back in the box. Ivan Tony knows where he needs to be. Yeah. The only problem with Tony is, I think, probably his price tag. If he's going to be seventy million, it could be quite difficult. I but think. do you think? But do you think he's going to be seventy million? I don't think so. I think Arsenal and Brentford have got a very good relationship with this David Ryan deal, and everyone thought that we were going to spend what thirty, 
up to upwards of 40 million for David Raya. Yeah. Everyone was shocked when we got him on a loan deal with um a potential fee next summer. I think it was 30 million or something. Yeah. I, th- I think it's 3 million loan and then 27 million buy. There's a reason for that. There's a reason. I just think there's a reason for that. I think Arsenal and Brentford have got a very good relationship and you never know what's being discussed behind the scenes. But look, 60 million or 70 million for Tony, or do you wait until the summer? And then you've got strikers like Osman that mm. could be on the market. But how much is he going to go for? 140, 150 million, ridiculous price. Evan Ferguson, it seems you have an interest in him. Very good player. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. But you're dealing, with, you're, you're, you're dealing with Tony Bloom. <laughs> you're dealing with yeah. Tony Bloom. Do you think 100 million is going to gain? Mm. Probably not. No, probably not. So you're in a you're you're in you're in a situation where Arsenal in January they could be say for example they could be near the Premier League title. They could be into the last sixteen of the Champions League. Yeah, they could be doing well in that moment of time. And say for example you get a player like Ivan Tony, he could be the difference in terms of from from us finishing first and second. It's true, essentially. So what do you, we're going to wrap it up, but I just want to ask you one thing. What would you do? Would you sign him, Tony, in January, or would you wait until the summer for an opportunity like Ozzyman or Evan Ferguson? Because it's an interesting question, and I think I've, I've spoken to a lot of people about this as well, and people are torn. Hmm. I. The thing is, I don't want. I. I personally, I. I think Evan Ferguson, he's a good player. I don't want him if he's going to be north of 100 million. Course, he's, yeah. he's got a lot of potential, but he's only 18 years old or however however old. He hasn't... It's, it's about he, time we have someone that's ready, isn't it? Exactly, exactly, mate, exactly. I mean, we're, when we brought Aubameyang in, I think he was still 28 or something like that. Yeah. And you saw what he produced for Arsenal. He was Arsenal's number one man up top. He was the one that was producing the goals, mm. creating the goals as well. And maybe we need someone that's almost at the peak of his career. You, you see what Brentford are like. As I mentioned, they're not in a they're not in an amazing patch at the moment. And that could be down to the fact that they don't have Ivan Tony. They just don't, they don't have him. He's not producing they don't look the, the same team. Vissar is in is playing in front instead of him. And he's not he's obviously not doing as well. And uh, yeah, Ivan Tony, it, you can see the difference in a team like Brentford when they don't have the likes of Ivan Tony. And I think he could be massive for Arsenal in terms of getting the goals. We we've, we said previously, it's fantastic that we are kind of sharing the goals around with the fact that Saka's getting 15 goals a season, Odegaard's getting 15, Martinelli's 14, etc., etc. But if we if we're kind of getting another striker the one that's deadly getting these goals as well that on top of all the goals that we're getting anyway is fantastic it is fantastic and Ozzyman if he's going to be 150 million again very very good striker don't get me wrong very 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 good striker but Arsenal aren't going to pay that amount of money we're just not so I think it's either we buy if we're going to get Tony is either get him in the January for however much, or just wait a little bit and get him in get him in January uh, in in the summer. Sorry. So, depending on how much he is, I'd just say go for it in January. I think if it's fifty million, I'd be I'd be happy if we we're able to get Tony for that much. 
I don't think it will be. It'll probably be about 60 million, as you mentioned. But uh, if we're able to get him in January, I, I would, I would be happy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset with with us bringing him in. Yeah, no, I think I'm on board with it. I'm on board with it. I've been on board with it for a long, long time. Uh, I've basically wanted Tony for a long time and take away everything that's gone on with the betting scandal, etc. Hopefully, um, he's been getting help in terms of that, getting the right support. But you take away that and you just focus on his footballing ability and you talk about how he settled into the Premier League as well. That's another thing you need to take mm. into consideration. Like he's had two seasons in the Premier League and he's hit double figures in both of those seasons. And put him in a better team as well. And then Exactly. Put him in a better team that create more chances that players like Bakaya Saka, uh, Gabriel Jesus, Martinelli, Odegaard alongside him. And there's an opportunity there. But I just think he's going to be hungry. Mm. He is going to be hungry to try and help Arsenal win a yeah. big trophy. So I'm on board with it. I'm on board yeah. with it. But we're going to wrap it up there. Um, Charlie, uh, much appreciate jumping on this morning, my friend. Thank you for having me. And thank you to everyone that's watching and listening as well. Yeah. Um, if you have enjoyed the show, folks, uh, make sure to drop a like in the comments. Let us know in the comments how you feel with this potential um, Ivan Tony deal. Do you think it's the right move or do you would you rather prefer Arsenal to wait until the summer? Maybe Evan Ferguson could come up Trumps or Ozzyman. So yeah, let us know in the comments how you think this potential deal will go. But if you have enjoyed the show, folks, make sure to drop a like, comment, subscribe and keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.